Welcome to the Healthcare Quality Cast, where we spotlight today's most exciting and inspiring quality professionals within the healthcare industry. Our podcast will dive into the career journeys of leaders that work daily to improve quality, safety, and service outcomes for patients, their family members, and their communities at large. Our mission is to provide motivation and direction to our listeners, encouraging you all to continue your efforts in improving the overall quality of healthcare. And now, your host, Jarvis Gray. Hello, quality people, healthcare leaders, and everyone in between. Welcome. You're listening to episode number 17 of the Healthcare Quality Cast, and I'm your host, Jarvis Gray, with the Quality Coaching Company, and I'm proud to introduce you all to today's guest, Mr. Nigel Brown. Nigel is the Executive Director of Performance Excellence and Process Improvement for the UAB Health System, where he promotes and leads a culture of quality and performance improvement through coaching, mentoring, facilitation, and education. Nigel has been recognized for his work in quality and process improvement initiatives through many organizations, including most recently by Press Ganey. Nigel brings to our show over 15 years of experience in deploying lean production systems. He holds a master's degree in healthcare quality and safety along with the MBA and is currently pursuing a doctoral studies in strategy and innovation. Now I'll stop there because I kid you not, Nigel's bio and professional profile may officially be the longest and most diverse in the short history of our show so far. I mean, the guy literally teaches quality and patient safety programs in South Africa. Trust me when I say that Nigel Brown is well qualified to be on the show, but a story that I would really love to share with you is actually connected to the last time that I ran into Nigel. It was about three months ago in San Antonio, Texas at the recent SHS conference. As it turns out, my grandmother also lives in San Antonio and she dropped by the conference to sit in on my presentation. Following the presentation, as I walked her back to her car, we came across Nigel and his team from UAB, and again, I I kid you not, they chatted my 83-year-old grandmother up for every bit of 30 minutes, just making her feel like the most important person in the world. After that, we went to lunch, and all she did was talk about Nigel. Every so often when I call her, she'll ask about Nigel, and when I share with her that this episode was coming out, she was so excited just because it was Nigel. Now, Nigel, your contribution to our show and quality people are exceptional, but the impact that you and your team had on my grandmother in such a short period of time has been priceless, and for that, I salute you. Here in episode number 17, Nigel and I talk about his career transitions from manufacturing into the healthcare industry, the power of listening, taking the humble approach to team development. Nigel shares a perspective on how best to lead healthcare teams in their improvement effort. He geeks out around the future innovations coming for us in the healthcare industry. We share a vision together around increasing the diversity of skill sets among healthcare quality people and his thoughts for embracing change. Last bit of housekeeping, but I want to give a quick shout out to St. Pete AJB for sharing a five-star rating, and I am incredibly humbled and appreciative for your comment. Quality people, please enjoy episode number 17 with Nigel Brown, and thank you for making us a part of your day. So, Nigel, are you ready to share with some quality people today? Absolutely. Perfect. Well, Nigel, we love to get the show started with some positive affirmations just to get 
you know, that, that positive uh, momentum going with our show and would love for you to share with us a favorite quote or a favorite mindset and also share with us how do you apply it on a daily basis? Sure, sure, sure. Well, here, here's one. It's, it's actually in my uh, signature line for a lot of my emails. Uh, it's a quote from John Quincy Adams, um, and it states that uh, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are then a leader. And um, I, I use that uh, as as I am a, a process improvement, performance improvement uh, professional, I consider myself. Um, but it, it, it's more than just improving the processes. You really want to develop the people, and you really want to inspire them um, uh, in their in their everyday challenges. That's perfect, and you know, very much plays into the the goals of this podcast is to lend inspiration. So when other PI professionals plug in and hear everything you're about to share with them today, Nigel, I think you're going to achieve your goal right there, man. Yeah, it's fantastic, Nigel. Man, I, I know we cross paths. Probably, I'm guessing, three, four years ago at a conference, um, I was fortunate enough to make a connection with you on LinkedIn. Very, very fortunate to pull you on the show. And my first Mm -hmm. question for you is really share with our listeners, um, what was your introduction to quality? Share with them your career path and what even got you into this work that we do as, as healthcare quality improvement professionals. Yeah, so my my introduction to quality actually uh, came as I was in the manufacturing uh, arena. So I got my start in manufacturing, uh, like many others, um, in industrial engineering and process improvement. Um, And and that's where I really got to apply a lot of the concepts. I, I before that I started out uh, as an electrical engineering uh, major in college, and I quickly uh, came to the realization that uh, I didn't want to do that. But I really loved the applied science. As I got a little bit more into industrial engineering, I loved the applied science and the applications of the tools and methods um, centered around quality and process improvement. Um, I just had a knack for really trying to make things better um, and, 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 and lean things out um, and create better efficiencies. So that's, that's where I was introduced. That's how I got started. When I came into healthcare, uh, it was actually in the year 2000 that I got into healthcare. I got an opportunity. And as you know, at that point in time, there were a lot of uh, healthcare entities uh, looking for people to sort of uh, transition from manufacturing in the healthcare and, and help with process flow, uh, help with reducing falls, help with reducing length of stays, um, and, and quality, clapsy, and all that. And that's really where it took off for me in healthcare, and, and I've been loving it uh, ever since. Would love for you to share with us now, um, you know, take us back to a moment that you would consider perhaps one of your worst as a healthcare quality improvement professional. Take us through that scenario of the things going on, but also share with us some of the decisions you were going through to try to turn it around. It's a great, great question, and, and I can tell you it would definitely go back to when I first got into healthcare. Um, coming from a manufacturing background, there was a uh, majority of the cases uh, dealing with quantitative uh, analysis and, and, and data. Uh, you're, you're coming from a tech time environment 
So quantitative uh, really ruled uh, if there was a decision made between whether it's quantitative or, or quantitative. A quantitative really ruled. Well, when I got into healthcare, um, I quickly realized that you really need to understand and be in tune with your your soft skills and the understanding of the qualitative aspect of of how healthcare works. Um, things don't necessarily have to add up <laughs> in order for some decisions to be made. So here I am as a, a, a facilitator, a, a coach, um, <clears throat> project manager uh, as well, and you're trying to drive very, very extremely intelligent people. Uh, you're trying to persuade, convince, and drive them to make some decisions uh, centered around their uh, performance and process improvement efforts. Uh, that was that was really my aha moment, and it, and it was really that this that there's a lot more than this. Just because the the numbers read like this doesn't mean you're going to be able to implement this this way and in this fashion. There's a lot of give and take uh, involved with this, and you really have to um, um, you have really have to look for win-win types of situations. That's perfect, and I, I think that's a great point about the extreme intelligence that we uh, that we partner with on a routine basis. Um, it takes me to a number of uh, project uh, scenarios that I've dealt with going through the same process. Um, let me let me ask you this: um, What are some key takeaways just from some of your worst moments or scary moments in trying to lead? these smart people through change initiatives and change processes that they're not naturally inclined to? What are some takeaways that you think our listeners would value on the best way to organize, to pull them together, to kind of help them see a similar vision? Yes, that's yes, uh, great. Um, I, I definitely have to say just just listen. Um, I think it's one of the seven habits that, that speaks of seeking first to understand and then to be understood. Um, you really have to let people talk, vent, express, uh, describe, and you really have to be actively engaged with that. Uh, and and you, you need to be uh, humble. I needed to be humble as I was going through these exercises. It was a way to win a lot of respect for the people, but but definitely uh, one of the biggest ones was uh, definitely to make sure that you're 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 listening and 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 being you know seeking first to understand uh, before you express the before you express your opinion. And you have to remember at that time here I'm coming into healthcare with zero healthcare experience. Um, when I first uh, signed on uh, to a health system in Virginia. You know, in my final interview, I wanted to make sure that they understood that I really didn't understand what a triage was in its in its in, in its pure existence. Um, I, I had a lot a lot to learn. So, at that same time, you're trying to convince and learn and apply and 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 persuade and enhance the work that these healthcare professionals are doing. Uh, you really have to listen. You really have to listen. I had to really listen at that point. Wonderful feedback, wonderful advice. And I guess I, I'm probably going to build on that question just a little bit more, even with my next one for you. And, and and that's really a focus. If you could give our quality people that additional tool or tip or tactic that works well to build 
intimate connections on projects. So really kind of taking them through those uh, stages and phases of team development and, and really bringing in the closeness. Um, what tool or tip or tactic would you give and how would they apply it? Yes. Um, I, and I, I'm going to go back um, sort of connection what I, I said the, the last time, but one of the big keys for me um, that really helped me was, you know, showing humility, um, showing humility, be humble, um, understand that you are not truly, even if you're assigned to be a champion, <laughs> uh, the people are really the, the champions of this, of this process improvement. So as you're building this team, as you're going through all of the storming, uh, norming, um, as you go through all of those cycles, um, as you build your team, just stay humble, show your humility, show that you've made uh, mistakes in the past. Uh, nobody really wants to work with a know-it-all, but, but show that you've made mistakes, express these mistakes, um, and, and take this lightly and keep it fun. Keep it fun. I would have to say that with another uh, main takeaway. Um, you want to keep this work exciting and keep it fun and keep it engaging. I love that one. And I'll say fun definitely does not get enough credit in our world. So I'm looking forward to this question right here, Nigel, because we were uh, kind of talking about it during the uh, pre-show conversation. Take us down one of the best aha moments that you've had as a quality professional, but really walk us through that experience and share with us how did you turn it into a personal or professional success? Yeah, I know. Of all the questions, I don't know. I think that I, I don't. I think I may dislike <laughs> this one the most, uh, the most here, because um, there's been so many uh, aha moments that I've had. Uh, again, when you consider my background, not knowing that much uh, about healthcare, um, coming into it, but I will say uh, the one of my biggest aha moments was. Um, facilitating and coaching from the aspect of you really don't have to lead these people. Um, you really just have to sort of guide and coach and walk with them through your healthcare journey. So what I mean by that is that there's been numerous projects that, that, that I've been on, and you're coming into these new areas, and you have to do your observations, your gimbal walks, your analysis, and talk and meet people. But when it comes down to actually improving the processes, hey, these, these are some t talented individuals out there. You can give them a framework, and then you walk with them through this framework. Um, you, you don't really necessarily have to lead them and say, follow me. You can walk with them, um, and, and, and you'll, you'll come to some of the same conclusions each and every time. I think I've worked probably in well over 10 different, uh, five to 10 different emergency uh, departments um, so far in my career. These have all been length of stay related projects, but as you go through these exercises and as you let these people talk, as you let the staff talk, and as you walk with them, you start to see some of the same conclusions. At some point in time, somebody's going to raise their hand and say, well, why, why are we even triaging them if there's rooms that are available? Uh, why can't we direct bed them? Um, why can't we move the physician further up front in the value stream? 
But these things that start to show, and all you really have to do is walk with them, walk with them through that journey, and, and you'll normally um, uh, come close to finding the, 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 some good results. Now, that, that was an exceptional response to that question. I have no idea why you thought you were nervous about that one. That, that was a perfect response there. Well, I'm extremely nervous. <laughs> All right. Well, so, Nigel, share with us what are some changes going on across the healthcare industry right now that you're excited about personally, but what role do you see quality professionals playing to support its overall longevity? Yes, and there, there's a lot of changes going on out there, especially um, when it comes down to the, uh, the, the regulatory changes and, and finances. But the, the big one for me that really sticks out for me, because um, I, I was a, a techie uh, at, at one point, uh, and, and that is the, the, the technological advancements uh, and how they're actually transforming um, all of healthcare, um, and 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 what I mean by that is is not just big equipment, big capital technology. I'm talking about the tracking devices. I'm talking about your Fitbit. I'm talking about your Fitbit scale or or, or your Wi-Fi scale. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the fact that you know uh, that the heart rate monitors um, um, that track you now have no wires to them, and and they upload information in some cases. I think that application of of, of technology, the application of the science. Uh, which is technology, I think that is one of the, the, the biggest changes that's taking place in the healthcare industry. And it really excites me. Um, I get a chance to work with our chief innovation officer um, often, and, you know, he's constantly speaking of this disruptive innovation, this disruptive innovation. And you see a lot of these things coming out, but I think our biggest challenge is how we are going to actually get them applied as quickly and safely uh, as possible. It's going to be one of our big challenges. Uh, and those in the quality field are going to have to be a part of this. Um, it's, it's not going to be uh, – there's going to be a lot of it that's involved with preventative uh, measures uh, in healthcare, especially as we continue to move out into the public health realm which is how we're going to actually prevent these people from ending up in hospitals and emergency rooms. So I think it's going to be a big challenge. I am really excited about it. Um, um, uh, again, my, our, uh, my, my, my partner and colleague is the chief innovation officer, and he's always showing me something new, always, and I just can't keep up with it. And now I wonder how are we going to apply this and when are we going to apply it? Uh, in all fairness, um, I'll go ahead and put a plug out. I'd love to get your chief innovation officer's information and see if he'd be interested to join the show too because I have a, a segment idea that I'm working through where I am bringing in folks who do some of these innovative things that you just mentioned. Um, I have a, a person who came on not too long ago and did a show related to FMEAs, but another person that I'm reaching out to who is a blockchain developer that's something that I think would be a great fit for the show, but I would love to follow up with you later because I think your your chief innovation officer sounds like he has a vision for many of these things as well. And the two of you collaborating, I imagine, will cause a whole lot of interesting projects to come down the pipeline for you. Oh, it's been fantastic for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so, Nigel, on top of the innovation mindset then, what are some things that the healthcare industry as a whole can do to continue to attract 
uh, talented, ambitious, quality professionals to either start and or grow their careers? Yes, good question. Um, There's there so much that can be done, but one, one of the things that I like to really um, uh, zoom in on is diversifying the portfolios. And what I mean by that is I mean bringing in people with different backgrounds. So we have a good start at this, uh, I think. Uh, and if you look at, um, I, I just scroll through some of the uh, job openings just to get a, a feel of the field. Um, I'm comfortable, but just to get a feel of the field out there, uh, you will see that so many places are now looking for quality improvement professionals um, that come from the outside, but as well, now they want you to be a certified uh, Six Sigma, Lean Six Sigma, uh, but they want you to be a nurse on top of that. Um, it's starting to go back where it used to be, okay, we need to bring these people from the outside in, but they need to, they, we need to continue to generate these openings and diversify, bring in a lot of different backgrounds and perspectives, um, people with finance backgrounds, bringing them into, you know, into the playing field and utilizing their expertise. I think that will continue to open up uh, the whole field in, in, in healthcare, um, and I just think it will allow us to diversify the way that we think. Um, you don't need to have necessarily all nurses, nurse, and all of a nursing background on the team. Um, it needs to be diversified a little bit, and I think it will uh, create a, a great um, opportunity for those uh, ambis ambitious and uh, quality-centered uh, professionals. Well, you know, Nigel, I was having a uh, conversation, uh, I guess it was probably about two or three weeks ago with a good friend of mine who, who is also a quality improvement professional, and we were just talking about our vision for the future of, you know, for the future of our profession. And I made a comment that, that just kind of came back to me as you shared your in your response just then, that if it was up to me, I think I would just start a department because, you know, most of the time we are management engineers or we are quality and patient safety, you know, being the names of our departments and so forth. But I think I would start a department and just call it the problem-solving department. And to your point, it would be just a mashup of different disciplines and skill sets, you know, just like a, a, a hub for smart problem solvers to come together and solve the mm -hmm. problems. Um, that was kind of my take on, on your response, and uh, I just think that would be an interesting trend. So anybody willing to start a problem-solving department, they should call you or me first, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, then I have to call you first. I'd get in trouble. I mean, you, yes. <laughs> you can copyright <laughs> that, but, but yes. No, it's all good. Well, Nigel? First and foremost, let me just say that my son just ran into my podcast studio here, so if there's any background noise, I apologize. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> but, my friend, you are doing amazingly throughout this call so far, and I want to move us into a part of the show that we call the two-minute drill. That's where I'm going to kind of go rapid-fire Q&A for you. So, are you ready? I am ready. First question, tell our quality people something about your current role that inspires you to do your best day in and day out as a quality professional. Well, I would have to say first and foremost, I get to roam. I get to roam. I get to go out and roam and see waste. Um, there are no constraints. There is very few barriers. I have open access. I love that about my role. I can go into a unit. I can go into a lab. I can go to the school. 
I can go into the classroom, I can go into the OR, the ER, um, and I can roam and I can talk to people. I love it. I can, and I can get them to, you know, engage in conversation, or I can just say hi and, and, and keep moving. But it allows me to really go out and help identify opportunities. So now I'm out in the field, I can go out and say, hey, I think I can help you with that. Or, hey, I know someone that can help you with that. I can coach. I, I can lead. I can facilitate. But that would be the, the, one of the biggest ones that I love about my, my role. I can, I can be anywhere on any given day buying, um, you know, that I don't have uh, some big three- or four-hour meeting, <laughs> which I try to keep those to a minimum. Beautiful answer there. I, I love it, and I appreciate that freedom as well. What's the best piece of career advice that you've ever received? Uh, continue to embrace change. Uh, continue to want more um, within your career. Um, and, 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 I'll, and I'll segue that into something that I was actually told by a barber, and he was basically saying, you know, um, people need to learn to do what they have to do now so that they can do what they want to do later. Um, so within this whole environment of change, there's a lot of things that we need to really progress towards and continue to progress towards change so that we can actually, you know, make improvements and make moves and change things uh, later on. So embrace the change. Continue to become better and better and better and better, uh, which just fits into the realm of continuous improvement. Just don't stop. Just don't stop. And Next question, do you have a mentor that has made an impact on your career? I do, and I, I'm going to cheat on this question a little bit because I spent, uh, you know, well over 10 years in, uh, in, in manufacturing before I came to healthcare. But I had a manufacturing mentor that once told me after an incident had happened that we don't let others fail. And he's talking about teammates, the people around him, we do not let them fail, and I've carried that with me. Um, so as I move into healthcare, I uh, continue to become accountable. And uh, as I coach and train, and a lot of some people uh, won't like this, but I say you have to become accountable for the actions of other individuals that you work with. You have to become accountable for the actions of the people on the project team. That's the true challenge. Um, so, yes, I had the, the mentor in manufacturing and then my first mentor in healthcare, uh, Ken Leeson, who, um, but um, I, I was, had an opportunity to learn so much from him as he came from GE. He just had such a, a firm background, and he was a go-getter. He was relentless. He was relentless, and uh, it made me like that. Funny enough, I was going to ask if you want to give your uh, first mentor a shout-out, too. Yes, yes, yes. So the, the first mentor was Charles Chuck Kowalski uh, back at uh, Chrysler in manufacturing. Uh was a great, great leader. And then the second one was uh, Ken Leeson. I think Ken's back in Minnesota now, uh, I think. But uh, just some people that I had a, a chance to learn uh, a lot from. Next question I have for you then, um, share with us a personal habit that contributes to your success when leading, leading quality initiatives. A personal habit of mine is I, I, I like to uh, keep things uh, informal. I like to keep things informal. So I'll start out uh, habitually uh, just 
just getting to know someone and, and uh, know the team, know the group, strike up general conversation first. General conversation first. Uh, in fact, you would probably think that there's no type of meeting or any type of workshop. Um, are we just here to talk? But I really like to break the ice that way. I want people to feel comfortable. So I'll strike up general conversation um, when it comes down to these quality initiatives um, just to get people to open up and, and, and share, you know, the, the challenges, the good and the bad of their work. Um, but I, I like to make people comfortable. All right, Nigel, could you please share with our quality people your number one Internet resource that helps you to be the most productive? Wow. Um, you asked this question in a time of, <laughs> of millions and millions of websites and web pages, and there's, there's probably another million being produced as, uh, as I try to answer this question. Um, I'd like to really um, go back to um, the Society of Quali Quality to get a lot of information from there. Um, so I use the uh, AS ASQ um, Internet site to get a lot of information on things that are happening in trends and education and things like that. And then there's just so many other process improvement-driven uh, uh, websites uh, and web pages that I that I go to, but I uh, the, the one that's been really reliable for me is ASQ. All right, I, I'd be curious to uh, to maybe pick your brain a little bit further on that question. Um, feel free. Any other internet resources specific to quality process improvement that come to mind that you would uh, wouldn't mind sharing? Yeah, there's there's uh, let let's see here. Um, there's there's so many the. Um, Healthcare Value Leaders uh, Network um, with Catalysis, I, I still go to those sites to get a lot of uh, information. I know they've been going through some changes and transformations. Um, I think it started out as LEI, uh, but I definitely get a lot of information from there because they have a lot of applied uh, knowledge. They've done a lot of different uh, conferences. Um, um, uh, SHS, um, I get a lot of information from there. Actually, I, I've been on that site because I plan on attending uh, the, the upcoming conference here in uh, San Antonio. Um, but a great way to get some information um, from these sites. Perfect. I, I look forward to running to you out there. We'll have to make sure we sit down and have a, another chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look forward to it. No, I appreciate uh, appreciate you tagging on a few additional sources because. Uh, to your point, you know, there are so many quality process improvement resources, so um, I, I'm just curious to, to learn what all other people are plugging into, so I appreciate you throwing a few more out there. So next question I have for you, and um, uh, could you please share with our quality people one professional association and one professional conference that you think would be a value add? Uh, one professional association, um, I would have to, um, well, I'm going to go back to, to uh, ASQ because they cover so much. They cover so much. I mean, they've, uh, over the past 10 years, they've really built performance and process improvement uh, into a lot of their learning and studies and literature, um, and I'm, I'm just uh, happy to see that. Um, I am still a. Uh, uh, I am still a. Uh, probably for the past seven years, I've been attending the uh, Lean Healthcare Summits um, put on by now. I think uh, HBLN and, and, and Catalysis. Um, 
I love that conference because it, uh, it's almost as if they bring together a cult of performance, process improvement, and quality improvement uh, leaders, um, and you get to gain a lot uh, out of that conference. Well, I, I was going to make a joke and say, yes, we are a cult, but that can be taken so many ways, but we are the best kind of cult there is. So I I, I, I love that feedback. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, perfect. Uh, Nigel, could you please share with us now a book recommendation and also share with us the benefits and why you think it's a worthwhile read? Well, I'll tell you, uh, this is an easy one because I can go by the most recent purchase, which was, uh, um, and you're familiar with uh, Mark Graben, I'm sure, um, but I, I got a chance to uh, download his book because I don't think it's actually in uh, physical form uh, as of yet. But I got, got a chance to download the book, uh, Measures of Success, and he really touches upon a lot of uh, uh, good things when it comes down to uh, understanding uh, control charts and things like that uh, and, and measuring. So uh, one of the reasons why I like that, though, is because I still think we have such a long way to go. I am still seeing run charts uh, that are out there that are so basic and fundamental when there's so much more to discover as we use process behavior charts, um, which control charts are sort of transcended into. Um, there's just so much for us to know and understand and be able to study. So I say that because that's one of my most recent ones, um, and I, I definitely have uh, Mr. Wheeler's, uh, Don Wheeler's, a book on variation that I actually picked up as I was in a uh, um, healthcare quality and safety uh, program. Um, I really enjoyed that book. Very easy to read. Very easy to read. Okay, perfect. And I appreciate both of those. I've seen Mark sharing a lot of updates on LinkedIn about his new book, but I hadn't picked it up yet. So I'm glad to um, hear a recommendation behind that. That's awesome. So, Nigel, just giving you the heads up that the next question for you is the knockdown drag out for all the questions on our list tonight. But um, it, it is an absolute personal favorite because what I'm going to get you to do is think simultaneously and reflect on your past while you're looking forward to your future. So let's say that if you're able to send one text message to yourself 10 years into the past and one text message to yourself 10 years into the future, take a second to think about it, but what would you communicate in each one of those messages? Wow. 10 years into the past, I would have to say as I picture myself um, dealing with all of the challenges and, and frustrations and, and quality and process improvement, I would have to send a message that basically said, stay the course. Um, I just would need something that's going to reassure me that it's going to uh, continue to improve as far as the application of the principles of quality, process and performance improvement, the team building, uh, just stay the course. There's a lot of changes coming, and technology is going to help you, and people are going to be trained in different aspects of leadership. Um, just stay the course. And, uh, yeah, that, that would probably be one. If I were to look, um, what was the other one, 10 years into the future? Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, that one would have to be they need you. 
they need you. And what I mean by that is I'm meaning healthcare and 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 all of the industries need process improvement. They all need process improvement. They all need continuous improvement. They all need quality improvement. They need you. I would definitely send that. I'd send that right now. Actually, I may send it uh, when I get off the phone. Yeah. I love it. Uh, those are wonderful messages. And um, Nigel, my friend, again, you knocked it out the park tonight. Um, you, you made it through all the questions I have for you, but before I let you go, I would love for you to give our quality people a parting piece of advice and share with them the best way that they can follow you or connect with you through social media, and then I will officially let you go and we'll sign off. Yeah, I would have to say um, the biggest piece uh, of advice that I that I have is just um, attack this in incremental in in, in increments, small um, pieces and gains and process improvement over a period of time. It's easier normally. It's less frustrating. Um, and people can learn better uh, if you just go by this by trying to bite off small pieces at a time. And a lot of these, I mean, this has been stated time and time again. But even though uh, we get caught up sometimes as trying to make these radical changes, these 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 radical kaizens, and uh, some I think the term is kaikaku, um, these radical changes, and we just need to focus on this small incremental improvement. Because I'm going to tell you, something uh, it, it, something else is going to change that's going to try to counter that uh, either way. So just take one piece, one step at a time. Um, and the, the best way to get a hold of me is I really try to use LinkedIn. I try to streamline all of my social media um, services and then web pages and packages and, and so on. And um my my digital footprint is not the biggest but i try to you know uh, narrow it down to a few and, and linkedin is probably the best uh most professional way <laughs> to interact with me thank you for listening to the healthcare quality cast brought to you by the quality coaching company if you love the Healthcare Quality Cast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review. Until next time.